to something that is a part of life, and we've experienced it close hand um, over the past uh, couple of months here at Imago with uh, our beloved brother, Ruben Madrid, who um, lived the way he died in faith. And so um, we're going to learn a little bit about um, that journey of life and death here um, as a community um, over the next couple of weeks. And so let's go ahead and open up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. And um, we're going to go ahead and, and share. Uh, vamos a abrir las escrituras a Primera Tesalonicenses, capítulo 4, versículos um, 13 al 18. And I'll, I'll read a, a portion for us in Spanish and then in English. Let's go ahead and read from the Word of God. Uh, first in Spanish, then in English, and it should be right behind me as well. Let's, let's, let's read. Uh, hermanos, no queremos que ignoren lo que va a pasar con los que ya han muerto, para que no, para que no se entristezcan como estos los que no tienen esperanza. ¿Acaso no creemos que Jesús murió y resucitó? Así también Dios resucitará con Jesús a los que han muerto en unión con Él. Now in English, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him, according to the Lord's word. We tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love that is all around. We thank you, Lord, that you always make a way. And Lord, we thank you that every ending is also a new beginning, Lord. And we pray, that God, even as we've been reflecting on seasons, that you, Lord, would guide us and order our steps. Help us, Lord, to love you, to persevere, to trust in you always. And God, we just pray that you speak to us clearly and directly through the power of your precious word. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, we're going to be talking about something that we all face and we're going to be facing in different seasons and different times. And that's life and death and the fine line between life and death. Um, again, thank you for all of those who were part of 
our brother, our beloved brother Ruben Madrid's uh, funeral service yesterday. And we got to see there the testimony of uh, a, a faithful man of God who um, we can say as his community. He's one of the founding members of Imago Church, and that will always be part of his legacy. And we can say, along with God the Father, because he abided and trusted in Christ, we can say, well done, good and faithful servant. He ran his race. And we are thankful for that. If you know very much about the story of the Bible, then you've probably heard that Jesus talks about this thing. And he offers it to us. Jesus talks about eternal life. La Biblia nos habla de vida eterna. Now that can sound kind of nice, right? But what does it mean? What does it even mean when we pause and we think about it? What does Jesus mean by eternal life? ¿Qué es la vida eterna? So what exactly is eternal life? And that's what we're going to talk about these next couple of weeks. You can have your notes, take down notes on your device, whatever it may be, so you can keep reflecting on this over the next uh, couple of weeks as well, because it does take time to sink in. It's something that God reveals to us through his word, but none of us immediately understands it on our own. But by the Holy Spirit, we can come to understand. So again, what is eternal life? Well, Jesus actually uses this word, but he didn't invent the phrase eternal life. He actually got that from the Hebrew in the Old Testament, in the scriptures, there was already talk about eternal life. And um, the, the translation of the ancient Hebrew phrase eternal life to the English eternal life, um, or sometimes called everlasting life, the, the phrase when literally translated from the original Hebrew is actually life unto the age. That's what eternal life means. Life unto the age. What kind of age? Um, life unto the age. Great, that's what eternal life means, but what does life unto the age even mean, right? ¿Qué significa vida eterna? Well, life unto the age means life with God. I want you to hear that and remember that. Life unto the age means life with God. So eternal life is life with God. Because God is the source of all being and all life, so eternal life is life with God. Because when we connect to an eternal God, guess what? We live eternal life. So life unto the age is life with God. Con connection with us and who we are in our limited selves, when we connect with a God who is unlimited, guess what we get? Eternal life. We have limited life. God is eternal. When those two connect, we get eternal life. So just to put it very simply for us, and we have a slide on this, and you can write it down. Eternal life means life with God forever. Vida eterna significa vida con Dios por siempre. To put it very simply with you. So now you know. When someone asks you, what is eternal life? you know it is life with God forever. Forever how? Forever where? Forever when? Well, the scriptures tell us about heaven. So what is heaven? Heaven is God's space 
instead of our space. I want you to kind of uh, remember that, pray into that, ask that God would give you wisdom and understanding about that. What is heaven? Heaven is God's space instead of our space. ¿Qué es el cielo? El cielo es el espacio de Dios en lugar de nuestro espacio. Now, we're used to being in our space, right? In our space where we think about God and we can talk about God. Some of us, that's part of the beauty of coming home. You feel that's your space. You're relaxed. You can kick your feet up. You can rest and say, yes, this is my space. This is my domain. For us as humans, as part of creation, the earth and the universe and all of creation is created by God. It's created as a home for us, as a space for us. But when we die, which is something that will occur to all of us, when we die, as we place our faith and our trust in Jesus, God welcomes us to eternal life, where God always is in heaven, which is God's space. And remember, eternal life is not only a future hope, but it's a present hope as well. It's something that we can even begin to experience now. All of us here, we've experienced holy eternal moments where everything stops around you and you realize, wow, this is what life is about. Whether it was in becoming a parent, whether it was in, in, uh, in uh, the death of a friend or the memory of someone or just a moment where everything stops and you're reminded, wow, there is so much more to life. That's a holy, eternal moment. That's when you're experiencing what Jesus calls us to pray for on earth as it is in heaven. We've all experienced eternal moments. Dios nos da la bienvenida a la vida eterna donde, nos, donde Dios siempre está. Now, our world, where we dwell here, called earth, obviously, or creation, or the universe. And in, in the scriptures, you see a lot of uh, that phrase, the earth or creation. But the earth and creation uh, or the universe, that all refers to our space, to our dimension, to our reality. But eternal life is God's space, God's reality. And in the Bible, especially as we're learning in the book of Revelation, we actually see a lot of that connection between heaven and earth, between time and eternity all coming together. When I think about it, um, how to even um, help someone understand, um, it's something that only the, only the Lord can really reveal. But I think about space. We've all had lived in different spaces in our lives. Even here, we're in a new space. We used to be in a different space. But when I was young, actually, a little bit about my story, we moved a lot when I was a kid. So when I was very young, we actually didn't have a home that I can say, oh yeah, that's my family home where we grew up uh, during my childhood. Every two years, for different reasons, stability, instability, whatever it may be, we moved to different parts of uh, Los Angeles County and North Orange County and so on. And, uh, uh, and then that continued to be my life until we went to, uh, till I went to college and I had a roommate. So I had another small little dorm room and apartment and uh, that continued to be my life um, until I got my first job out of college. And uh, by God's grace, again, I can only give glory to God, but 
My first job out of college was in one of the most expensive zip codes in the entire country. It was in Palo Alto, Silicon Valley, where a lot of uh, those um, you know, tech companies are based and whatnot. I was actually a, a youth and family minister at a local church out there in Menlo Park. And the family that actually welcomed me was a, a family that um, lived in Palo Alto, where the, the father was actually one of the main surgeons, heart surgeons, over at Stanford. And um, they had an extra home. Anyone have that? They just decided they had an extra home and they decided to let me stay in their extra home. They, in, in the back of their home, they had a guest house in Palo Alto that was two stories and worth millions of dollars. And I went from my own humble space into that new space. That was their space, and they welcomed me in. I didn't even have a roommate. It was the first time in my life I didn't have a roommate, and I had this two-story, multi-million-dollar home. And that's that again is only the grace of God. These folks that didn't even know me that well, they welcomed me into their space. That seemed full of splendor. Seemed amazing to me. Now think about it with God. In eternity, God welcomes us in from our humble space, earth, to his eternal space, heaven. And he says, welcome. I have space for you. I have room for you. I love you. I've been thinking of you. En la eternidad, Dios nos acoge desde nuestro espacio, la tierra, a su espacio, el cielo. So eternal life, which is, again, we've talked about, life with God, is heaven and earth interlocked, beautifully entangled. The Bible is actually the story of this dance between heaven and earth, between time and eternity. The book of Revelation uses the image of marriage, the marriage of heaven and earth, of time and eternity, of God and people, all coming together for something new. In heaven, us here on earth, us who are limited by time, we are fully welcomed in to God's space. He says, welcome. I've been waiting. I have a space for you. Eternal life is life with God forever. And in eternal life, there is an attitude that we are called to take in heaven. Because it's God's space, remember? It's not our space. When you go into someone's space, do you act the same way you did in the space before? No. You've heard the old phrase, right? Your house, your rules. My house, my rules. In heaven, it is God's space. And there is a posture. There is an attitude that we are to take in our life with God forever. And that attitude, that posture, is an attitude that says, Lord, your will be done. That's the attitude. That's the posture in God's space. Lord, your will be done. We are in your space, so your will be done. Vida eterna, vida con Dios para siempre. En necesitamos tener la, la actitud que dice, hágase su voluntad, Dios, en mi vida. 
That's why, again, the way we get a taste of heaven and enter into heaven is with that same attitude, with that same audit, um, posture. Lord, your will, not mine, be done. So many of you have heard of that, right? Heaven is life with God, and then there is life apart from God, which oftentimes in scripture is referred to as hell, being eternally apart from God. Hell is choosing life without God. It's not just some random lottery. No, it's actually an attitude. It is a deliberate choice of choosing life without God. That's what hell is. And choosing life without God, who is the source of life, guess where it leads? To death. And in hell, there's also an attitude. There's also a posture. And it's not, Lord, your will be done. It is, Lord, let my will be done. We've all known what that's like in our lives. When we refuse to hear anything that God may be uh, sharing with us or revealing to us, and instead of saying, Lord, your will be done, we say, no, my will be done. That is what leads to death. And that is the attitude, that is the posture, that is the rule in hell. My will be done, which leads to death. Your will be done leads to eternal life. El infierno es vida aparte de Dios, eligiendo y diciéndole a Dios, hágase mi voluntad que conduce a la muerte. In eternal life, we will, be, we will actually um, have life with God forever. In eternal life, the age of life, again, remember, it means that, life unto the age, uh, but the age uh, unto life. It, uh, in eternal life, we completely overcome the age of death. And those who are with Christ will actually be, as it says in this passage, we will be resurrected, we will be restored, and we will be recreated to share in God's eternal life a world, heaven, God's space, where the age of death no longer has any power over us. Right now, death has power over us. We think about it. Oh, that will come one day. It's a part of life. But in eternal life, death has no power over us at all. Death no longer um, it, it, it has any authority over us. In fact, in the way some of us right now feel powerless over death, that it's going to happen one day, when we're in eternal life, guess what? Death is powerless over us. It has no authority, no power, no influence in our lives. Now death is powerless and will no longer be the common certainty because Jesus Christ has overcome death. And that means that we have overcome death. If we trust in the one who has overcome, guess what? We too have overcome. And exactly because the life that is fully connected to God's son will now rest in eternal life and eternal love with God forever. La vida que confía en Dios 
va a descansar en la vida eterna y el amor eterno con Dios por siempre. We will rest in the house of the Lord forever. The truth is, and we're all aware of this, sometimes we try to ignore it, but we all have a shelf life. We all have a day where we will no longer be here in this life, on this earth. In fact, 100 years from now, very few of us, probably with the exception of some of the kiddos up there, very few of us, if any, will be here on this earth, on this side of eternity. The fact is that 100% of the people alive today will one day come to pass, will one day not be here anymore. Unless, as we talked about last week, right, the second coming, Jesus is coming to restore, to redeem all things. But the truth is that all of us will experience death at some point. El hecho que todos en algún momento vamos a fallecer. And even though our time here on earth is limited, God created us for eternity. God created us for a desire for more than just this. Again, remember, eternity is life with God forever. Dios nos creó para la eternidad. That's why we don't want death. We repel from death. It's not something that we're uh, wanting to do. We have self-preservation in us. We don't want that because God created us for eternity. Why? Because each one of us has an eternal soul. Cada uno de nosotros tiene una alma eterna. We have an eternal soul. And you, the you, the real you that God made, that God actually uh, thought of and created in his image, you will live eternally. He put that in you. It's in your DNA. It's a part of you. And the living hope of the resurrection, and when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, that's the invitation to life with God forever, to fulfill the longing of your actual soul. That's God's invitation. That's God reaching out to you and saying, I made you for a purpose. I made you for life with me. As the scripture even says, God has put heaven within us. Dios ha puesto eternidad en nuestro corazón. Heaven, eternal life, that's an instinct for us. Whether we know anything about the Bible or not, it's a natural instinct for humans. It's a belief, it's a tiny something in our DNA that he made in each and every one of us. What is the heaven DNA? What is the eternal life DNA in each of us? That's that something, and you know it's there, even if you don't always want to talk about it or think about it, but that is that something that reminds you that there is life beyond this life on earth, that there's more, that you know in the bottom of your heart that this is not all there is. There's more. In Scripture, you're going to find more than 600 references to heaven. 
And it's amazing. There was an author a couple of years ago. I read the book. It was pretty interesting, actually. He went through every single passage in the Bible that talked about heaven and then talked about hell and then talked about heaven and earth uh, meeting and, uh, and, and eternal life. But in Scripture, there's this real emphasis on heaven and the importance of eternity. And I want you to write this down and remember this. And we have a slide for this. Heaven in us is a reminder that your best life is not now. But your best life is your eternal life with God forever. I know sometimes we like to hashtag it, right, or selfie it. Living my best life. Awesome. Yes, that's heaven in you. That's the heaven gene in you. But your best life is not now. Your best life is your eternal life with God forever. Amen. Tu mejor vida no es ahora, es tu vida eterna con Dios para siempre. Your best life is with God forever. So what is it about heaven that makes it something so precious? Something that we can have hope for? Why is it something that our, our souls long for as well? Well, what makes heaven so precious, so beautiful, is that Jesus, the source of life, reigns over heaven. <laughs> Jesus, he is there. And heaven is all about life with God, life with Jesus. When it comes time to leave here, leave this earth, which we're all going to have our opportunity, right? There's all kinds of phrases for that. Everyone's got their ticket, right? We're all going to have our opportunity. But when that time comes to leave here, remember, we will leave our space and we will be welcomed home to be with Jesus forever in God's space. Remember, going from our humble space to God's eternal space. That's the step that we take. And in fact, Paul in this passage, he even he talks about it as those who are asleep and those who are awake, right? We get practice. I do believe in my heart, I believe actually, that God gives us practice on how we are, this is just my opinion, by the way, it's not in scripture directly, but um, that I do believe God gives us practice on how we will go from this life into the next life in the same way we practice every day of our lives, going to sleep and waking up. That's how the passage from this life to the next will occur. And at one point, we'll just realize, I'm in the house of the Lord. And yes, we will remember this life. We will remember each other because remember in heaven, we will have more knowledge, not less. There will be more from God as we enjoy God forever. And that's what's exciting about heaven. Remember, in heaven, there's more that waits for us. Not less. There is more joy, more peace, more laughter, more new experiences with God and with each other in heaven, in eternal life. Hay más alegría, más paz, más risas, más nuevas experiencias en el cielo and en la vida eterna con Dios. Yes, God reigns in heaven. 
and Jesus is the pathway, the road for us to enter into eternal life. And Jesus tells us very plainly, right? In John 14, 6, and I believe we have the verse there for us. Jesus tells us himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Juan 14, versículo 6, nos dice, Yo soy el camino, la verdad, la vida. Nadie viene al Padre sino por mí. The route to heaven is found in Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. And going home to be with God forever. And it's only a relationship with Jesus Christ that will take us directly there. That is why it's essential for us as God's people to understand the eternal nature of our lives. We have an eternal nature, not a temporary one. So that all of us can make an impact on forever right now. I want you to hear that. We are called to make an impact on forever right now. Because God created us for forever. He created us for eternity. Our lives have eternal impact. Friends, brothers, sisters, hear this from the Lord. There is more. This is not all that there is. Nuestras vidas tienen un impacto eterno. Hay más. Esto no es todo lo que hay. I love how this one writer, William James, once said it. Live your life as if what you do matters, because it does. What you do, how you live your life here, it matters. It actually eternally matters. So friends, brothers, sisters, together, let's have eternity in our hearts. Juntos, levantémonos cada día con una esperanza sincera. Y pongamos nuestra mente en lo eterno. Together, as God's people, every day, every morning, remember, that's a new opportunity to make an impact forever. Let's get up every day with a sincere hope and set our minds on the eternal. Because God created you and me for eternity. Eternal life is real. The living hope in the resurrection is absolutely real. Life with God begins here and now. May we live into that reality, starting now, starting in this life. May we hold on to that living hope, that living hope that will take us through death. Because on this journey, we will go through death. But remember, Trusting God through death from now into eternity. Amen? Let's pray. God, we thank you because you are good. You created us for so much more. You created us with a desire for eternity in our hearts. Te damos gracias, Señor, porque nos creaste para más con el deseo de eternidad en nuestros corazones. Lord God, help us to remember that each moment matters. And if we ever want to find you and experience eternity, 
we need to pay attention to right now, Lord God, to this moment, to this holy moment where you are doing something new and incredible in us and through us. Lord, forgive us when we live in such a way where we want to pretend like eternity doesn't matter. It really does, Lord. And our best life is not just here, but our best life is in you welcoming us, Lord, into life with you forever. Thank you that we can taste that here and now and we can begin the promise of eternal life here and now into eternity, God. Te damos gracias, Señor. Be with us, Lord, as we go through this journey that as the psalmist say, says, even if it feels at times like going, even as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because I know the Lord my God is with me. Yo sé, Dios Santo, que estás con nosotros siempre en la muerte y en la vida eterna. The Lord our God is with us. The Lord our God is with you. Now, all the way into eternity. He created you for so much more. May we trust him now. May we live into that posture and attitude.